And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, this week on the podcast, we have somebody that we have been wanting to talk to for a very long time. Somebody who is both one of your and my favorites within the New England indie scene. He is the current New England champion from Chaotic Wrestling. He is Mortar. Yeah, no, nah, he's awesome. I love uh, going to see his matches. It's weird, though. He is he's one of my favorites to watch. I always enjoy seeing a Mortar match. But I think his past, like, most of this year, almost everyone he's faced, <laughs> I haven't been rooting for the other person. <laughs> like him versus Rip Bison that he brought up on the pod. Rude for Rip Bison. Brad Hollister, another guest of ours. I root for Brad. <laughs> Ricky. Both, all the times he faced Ricky. Uh, it's funny, but Mort is the man. It was great to finally have him on and uh, learned learned a lot. Yeah, he, he definitely is a very interesting dude. Seems like he has just great knowledge and great understanding of wrestling and his character. And, um, you know, I, I think that in the New England scene right now, he's definitely one of those guys to look out for. And like you said, I, I love seeing me a Mortar match. Love talking to Mortar too. Definitely a great guy to talk to at shows. We get into it a little bit about, um, you know, how important it is to connect with the audience and the crowd, especially the younger generation, because uh, Mortar does use face paint. And I feel like kids are definitely drawn to stuff like that. But we will not hold you back from this interview any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Mortar. Hello, listeners of the Top of the Cage. I am Juice, joined by my co-host and tag team partner, Bill, as always. And we got a special guest this week from our favorite promotion, Chaotic Wrestling, the Chaotic Wrestling New England champion himself, Mortar. We're so glad to finally have you on, man. Um, Definitely been on the list for a while. Happy to get to talk to you and learn about the current champ. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. And um, we'll just start start with a little uh, basic basic question. Who are some wrestlers that influence your character and in-ring style? In-ring style-wise, it's kind of weird because I took a little bit from a little bit from Shawn Michaels. I took a little bit from Rey Mysterio. Took a little bit from Brock Lesnar. Um. So it's kind of a mix of all of them. It's kind of, it depends on what mood I'm in really and what, uh, 
what kind of ass kicking I want to give, to be honest with you. So it changes up, you know. I see all that. And that's just such an interesting combination, but I totally see it. I totally see the power game because you like the mall like Lesnar. I do see he's throwing the acrobatic stuff too, which is very Mysterio-esque. Definitely see that. Uh, what inspired your uh, face paint, your famous iconic face paint that you always go in the ring with? When Mortars first came to life, uh, I'll be as, let's put it as real as I can get. Um, the pandemic was super rough. Uh, and it was rough for a lot of us, a lot of wrestlers. But it hit me a little harder because I had been working on getting the best shape of my life and pandemic hit and I, and I went, I took so many steps back and me being CJ Cruz, I just, I wasn't happy. And it was Max Smashmaster himself who was like, hey, let's, let's give this a try. Let's see if this works. Let's try to get this other, you know, persona out of you. And at the time I was still CJ Cruz and, um, it kind of uh, it kind of just flowed naturally. My nickname for years has always been Mortar, so it was almost very uh, very natural to then just paint my face like he did instead of painting my whole face, paint half of it, and just running with this Mortar persona and seeing like what's the best that I can get out of this, and it's and it's worked. I, I'm. I don't ever look back and say, hey, like it was a mistake or anything like that. I, I enjoy being mortar. I enjoy being that character. And you know that when I'm in full mortar gear in face paint, wet hair, it's go time, you know? Can I ask a question about the wet hair? Just because I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to ask somebody like as a wrestler, as a talent, like what is the purpose of the wet hair? The flip. <laughs> true. Actually, very the, true. The flip when you're moving around and your hair's spinning everywhere. It's just, it's such a cool feeling to be able to like flip your hair back, especially when it's wet. Um, I've never had long hair. So I have only, I've only been growing this out for the past like two years. So to me, I'm still pretty new to all the, the you know, having the long hair and stuff. But I, I love it. I love wetting my hair. I love doing the flip with my hair and stuff like that. It, it's, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I mean, you look so badass when you come to the ring, especially you know with the with the mask and everything too. I mean, that's that's sick. It it just looks so great, and especially since you got that gold around your waist too. I mean, that that always helps. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Smash Master. So of course he is somebody who is your former tag team partner as well as a trainer of yours. So uh, what's it like to not only train under Max Smash Master, but also form you know the dominant tag team with him? And um, you know, does that really affect the bond as tag team partners? I know typically we hear some people say like, "Oh yeah, you know we're brothers," or "Oh sometimes you don't really talk outside of uh, the ring." So Smash Master has been training me since I. I've, tr I've always trained under Smashmaster and Chase Del Monte, and it's been like that for the past probably five or six years. Um, but we had always been friends. Uh, we've hung out after, you know, um, outside of training. My day job is I, I'm a contractor, so I've done work on his house and stuff like that. 
Um, so we're actually really close. We do get along. We talk all the time. So there wasn't really much of like uh, when we started teaming, like it was just kind of like, okay, like this is, this is student and trainer, you know? Um, and even after when we were done teaming, like there wasn't any, there's no difference there. Like to me, it's still, we're still friends. We still talk all the time. Um, I was with him last night at the school. We, we had a great time. So it, it didn't affect, it didn't affect us at all. So that's, that's a good thing from it. And actually you guys had one of my favorite matches um, I've seen in the past year or so with uh, your Falls Count Anywhere match from, uh, from Derry. That was, that was a really fun match. I remember the one particular spot where you got your fingers put in the hot dog machine. Ooh. That was, that was sick. Like I, I, I know like the crowd was standing all around you guys. I was one of those people that was like two or three people back. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it hurt. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, so you, that was, that was a shoot. Like you actually put your fingers in that. Yeah. I, I, my fingers actually hit the hot dog, the hot dog burner. So. All power to you, brother. <laughs> I don't know if I could get convinced to do that. <laughs> and like I said, you are the New England champion at Chaotic Wrestling, and rightfully so. You know, you're definitely one of the bright young stars within the New England scene right now. And, you know, you've been a dominant champion too. So um, from your reign so far, what have been some of your favorite uh, championship matches? I had, I think I've defended the belt now probably... I want to say close to 12 times or so. I've had some good ones. Um, I, I love the, I love the ladder match I had with Ricky mainly because Ricky is, is still to this day, believe it or not, a good friend of mine. But when it comes down to matches with, uh, like I had a match with, with uh, Desmond Cole, big Bufa in Tewksbury. And that was a really good one. Um, I had a good one with Rip Bison a couple weeks ago in Lowell. Uh, I had a good one with uh, Brad Hollister. So I've had so many good ones. Like every, most of them all been a hit. So I, I can't, I can't pick one. They're all my favorite. So you bring up, um, I mean, besides Ricky, both uh, Bison and Brad are, they're big beefy men. They're brawlers. They're uh, stronger style. Is that the style you like the fight most in your opponents? Just that uh, big man style? The thing is, like, I'm not a big man. I'm five foot six. I'm probably one of the shortest people in the locker room. So it's not that I like that style. I do prefer, like, going out there and, and kicking ass and, you know, throwing hands at somebody. But I do like the flying around. I do like the uh, coming off the top rope and stuff like that. It, it makes me feel different than everybody else. So, it, again, it's one of those things like it really just depends on the day and what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah, and, and you brought it up and I'm, I'm – five nine myself that's five ten on my license just because you know i want that extra inch but um you know in wrestling you always hear you know like oh you know you need to be six feet tall you need to have this that the other thing about your look but 
the thing about you is like we were saying, you know, you have that bruiser style, you have that high fly style and that's like your strength and your intensity that you bring to the ring is truly like what an opponent will fear about you. So for people who are like coming up in wrestling right now, who might have a smaller stature, um, you know, like what is some advice that you would give to them? Stick to whatever you believe is right. I mean, for years it was always, uh, we were always told like back a couple of years ago was like, be in shape, be in shape, be in shape. But there's so many different body types out there in wrestling that are successful, that are wrestling every week. Like it, there is, I, I do agree that, you know, you do have to be, I would say more or less in ring shape. Um, Cause that's, that's a, that's the real deal right there is being in ring shape. But I, I don't think, in today's day and age, I, I don't think your look matters. I think it's, I think it's what you believe in, you know? Um, if, if a five foot three dude, 130 pounds said that he wants to be this, you know, wants to jump around and fly around everywhere, then go, go do it. Like whatever you're most comfortable with. Don't, don't, be, it, one of the biggest things too is like, you don't want to be afraid of taking a chance on some things, you know, like there's always at the end of the day, there's always going to be somebody that can do it better than you. But if you can make it unique, why not do it? I think that's a great adage for young wrestlers coming up too. And I mean, I think that just speaks volume for the training and the uh, mentorship you've gotten from uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. I mean, you know, we've talked to so many guys, obviously we're huge fans of chaotic and the New England scene in general, and so many guys from the school and got guys and girls um, all just such great talents across New England. Um, is there anybody that's kind of up and coming right now that maybe you can give us a little hint about somebody that you've seen that you're like, Oh, I can't wait to see this person. I can't wait to scrap up with this person. Oh, there's so many, there's so many, so many good talent uh, in new England. Um, I mean, to name a couple, like, uh, I, I think somebody like TJ Crawford, right who has been in the business now, I want to say probably like five or six years, maybe a little more, um, you know, tore his knee up last year, came back a couple months ago and like is hitting on all strides. Like somebody like TJ, like, like I've never wrestled TJ, believe it or not. I've never, we've never wrestled each other in a singles match. Like we tag team multiple times and it's been in different scrambles, but never, never had a singles match but tj is definitely one of those guys that you're like when you get in the ring with him you're like okay he's he's the real deal like he can go that would be a really fun fast-paced match i know you guys had the tag team endurance and wrestling open last week if you did if you do get your singles match against tj would you rather it be in chaotic for the new england title or would you like doing wrestling open where would you like to do it or fight life even uh, it it could be at all three for all I care. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, chaotic would be home, so you know you're gonna get a good match there. You're gonna get a good match at Fight Life because Fight Life's a good place. 
probably going to get a good match at Wrestling Open because it's Wrestling Open. So it's like, at either three, it would be fine. Well, you've been a staple in many promotions, not just around New England, but I know uh, recently you got out to uh, Canada, right? You were wrestling out at first C4. Yep. What was that like? Uh, was that, that was your first time wrestling out of the States, right? So that was the first time wrestling out of the country. Um, uh, first time in Canada. And I, I had gone a couple of months ago. I drove up with MSP, Alec Price, and TJ. And um, it, it, was, it was like, a, I think it was like an eight-hour drive or whatever it was. But we went up and had such a good time, just us, the boys. And they wrestled on the show. I did, and I just went up to kind of show face and introduce myself. And um, it's, it's so different. Like, when you're, when you're there and, like, you know, I got to actually, the first time that I went, I actually got to watch the show. And like the way that the crowd reacts and the way that people are, it's like, it's super cool. So the next time that I had gone up, I had already been kind of familiar with like the way the crowd is. And when they said to me that I was going to be on the show, I got super excited because it was like that crowd is so, so good. And they were on their feet by the time we walked, by the time I walked through the curtains and the time I walked back. And it was, it's, it's such an unbelievable experience. Like, uh, how much they love wrestling over there. It's probably hands out one of, one of the best crowds I've ever wrestled in front of it. I think they drew probably like close to 400, 500 people. Maybe the place was packed. Yeah, that's a great show. And it's so interesting because we've spoken to other wrestlers before people have gone to like Japan, Mexico, um, Canada. And like they say, like just the crowd is just so different, like no matter where you go, just like what they like, what they don't like, like compared to like an American crowd. Was there anything like specifically where you were like, OK, I need to do this different tonight to get the crowd behind me? I with that crowd, I definitely felt that as long as I engaged, engaged with them they were going to respond one way or another. But where sometimes here in the States, like the crowd is what you make of it. But sometimes like there are certain crowds that are just harder to connect with, you know? But up there it was, as long as they were engaged and they were enjoying what was going on, they were gonna be on their feet no matter what. Do you have any other plans like for 2023 coming up to uh, wrestle anywhere outside of the New England area or even out of the country again? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely do want to go back to Canada um, for sure. Um, I wrestled early this year for freelance out in Chicago. I'd like to get back out there. Uh, maybe try to get out towards the West coast a little bit, see what my options are. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, I'm kind of just going with the punches as of now and just letting it kind of roll and see where I can, how, how far I can push this, you know? And I know recently too, within the last few months, you also popped up at GCW. I mean, that's in terms of indie promotions, smaller promotions in the country, like that's definitely one of the bigger ones. Can you walk us through a little bit about uh, how you got your foot in the door there? So I had gone to train at freelancer school. Um, uh, me and Armani, uh, flew out on a Wednesday. We trained at their school that night and got booked on their show on a Thursday. 
that was the same weekend that GCW was running their big show. And Armani was booked on uh, Effie's big, uh, big gay brunch show. Um, so I was like, well, let's go help out and see and go from there. And I had gone out of the way to rent a U-Haul, like a U-Haul van, because it was so expensive to rent a car in Chicago. It was like $150 a night for a car. It was, it was super expensive, and I don't know why it was. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go rent the U-Haul for $20 a day. And at the end of it, what I what we paid for the U-Haul was a quarter of what we would have paid for a rental. So but we had the U-Haul, and I had showed up, um, I think it was that Friday, to help set up and stuff like that. And Brett had actually asked me, oh, if I was willing to go to the store and grab some things if I had room in my, in my car. And I said, well, I have a U-Haul. He was like, wait, you have, like, he was surprised that I had a U-Haul. And he's like, would you be okay if you went and picked up some staging for us, um, some doors, some weapons and stuff for the show and helped us kind of like grab some stuff that we needed with the U-Haul, you know, we pay you for gas and stuff like that. And I said, sure. So I spent like three, three or four hours just driving back and forth, getting stuff, picking up doors, picking up trash cans, uh, a scaffolding and um, and when I when I gave when I came back with all the stuff, he was just kind of like uh, it was actually Jimmy Lloyd who was with me um, driving around, and Jimmy Lloyd was the one that asked if I was on the show tomorrow, and I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I just came to kind of help out and show face. He was like, well, I'm gonna talk to Brett because you know you're helping us out. Might as well get you on the show. And Brett was like, absolutely. Like he, he has a spot in the show and it was a scramble and I scramble was really good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And so, yeah, that's pretty much exactly how it is. Like just showed up and helped out and got rewarded for it. That's awesome, man. And especially the match that you got to be in was the scramble match, which is like, that's a GCW signature match right there. That's on almost every GCW show, especially their big ones. That must've been awesome. Were you like, were you like surprised when they like said that, or you were like kind of expecting it because you were helping them out in such a big way. So I never went there with the intentions on rest. Uh, I never went there with the intentions of getting booked. I went there on the intentions of showing face, helping out, um, paying dues. That was the intention that I went with. You know, after kind of picking up, you know, some of the doors and some of the stuff that they needed, I kind of was like, okay, maybe he, maybe he'll give me a spot. But if not, it's okay, it's okay. And so when they said that, like, oh, hey, you're going to have, you'll have a spot on the, on, in the scramble, I kind of was like, okay, so my hard work, did pay off and that's really how i that's how i viewed it that's how i saw it as so that's awesome how was um just i mean you spent so much time with jimmy lloyd obviously picking up all the equipment and stuff how's it chilling with him he's like you know a huge name in the gcw in the indies he's, he's a cool dude he's a little uh a little hard to get warmed up to but he's a pretty cool dude that's awesome i mean i we hear so often from wrestlers saying, you know, you got to just show up, um, you know, even just when they say like, oh, like when you hear the question, what should I do to get into wrestling? And people are like, just show up to a show early, ask to set up, um, you know, kind of like you're saying, pay those dues and help out. Um, 
in your opinion, like how important is that as a wrestler? Obviously you have the example of, I got booked on a GCW show for helping out, but um, you know, like, let's say there's a guy that just joined uh, the New England wrestling or a uh, guy might be new to chaotic. It, it's so important. Um, I, I don't understand why people wouldn't think that it is. Uh, the business has always been built on respect and showing face and, you know, helping out and paying your dues, setting up the ring. Like it, it doesn't matter everywhere you go. Like that's, that's a, that's a thing. It, it's super beneficial to show up. Yeah. There are some shows that like you go to help set up to show face, you know, that you probably won't get booked on because let's be honest, some shows do book their shows out months in advance, you know? So it's not like you're going to get a spot, but if you've showed up to a show once or twice, or uh, let's say three times to help out, you people are going to recognize you at some point. They're going to be like, okay, well, he's here. He's been here the past three shows. Like we need to throw him a bone. Like we need to give him something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that does make sense. And I feel like that's kind of like the, the adage of life too. just, you know, if you kind of put the work in dedication and people are going to notice and people are going to want to, you know, give you opportunities to show what you really got. And I guess keeping on the, uh, the topic of opportunities going a little bit back to chaotic wrestling here, uh, your next opponent and your next new England championship defense is going to be Becca, the international pop star also recently saw on Monday night raw, uh, what do you think of this new attitude that Becca's bringing in and this persona ever since she returned to Chaotic? She's mean, bro. She's so mean. She used to be all happy and bubbly. Now she's mean. It's good for her, though. I mean, we, we all have to evolve and we all have to change and we all have to, you know, see, figure out what's next for us. And that's one of those things, like, she's been able to evolve who she was into who she is today. And it's made her a better wrestler, a better worker. Um, she's a little meaner, but that's okay. It's all right to be mean every now and again. I'm mean all the time, so. But no, she, I like it. I think it works for her. Uh, and I hope her nothing but the best. You really want to get under her skin during your match? You should totally just bring some like scrunchies and just throw them at her before the match. I was gonna put scrunchies all over my arms and stuff. Oh, that's a great idea. And like tie my hair in a scrunchie and see what she says. <laughs> that's a great plan. I look forward to that. She may get really mad and beat the crap out of me, but that's all right. I will say though, I, I have been enjoying booing Becca a lot more recently. Um, I know I was somebody who I was like, oh, I just want to see her mean streak, see her mean streak. And now I see her mean streak and I'm like, damn, she's kind of a dick. <laughs> it's not just fun to boo people, you know? Um, and unfortunately it is fun to boo Becca and a lot of people do it. You definitely earned the booze in wrestling crowds when you bring a bunch of deodorant and hand it out to the crowd. I think she did that in Worcester, right? That's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, she did. I was going to ask you, I mean, this is kind of a cliche question. And, you know, it's one that I always like asking people, especially somebody like you who can turn on the nice and turn on the mean pretty quickly. Do you prefer working as a face or a heel? 
So at first, I enjoyed being a heel a lot um, because I was always a baby face and I never was a heel. So it was like the first time that I got to be a heel on a show. But then as like time went on, you know, uh, there was always something that was like, I do miss being a baby face. Um, and I think, the, I want to say probably the first, the first uh, couple months of me being mortar was a heel. I was a heel everywhere. And like, yeah, like I said, it was fun to a certain extent. And then I got bored with it and was like, oh, I just, I, I want to be a baby. I wanted to be a baby so bad. And Chaotic was really one of the first places that was like, all right, we'll, we'll make this switch over to baby naturally. Hopefully the fans react. And then it, it blew up in Chaotic because I, I don't have to do anything. I just show my face through the curtain. The place goes insane. That is true. I feel like just trying to get a, a picture or even just talk to you after the shows. I mean, there's a, always a line of kids, it seems. Like, it seems like the, the, the kids within Chaotic always are drawn to you. Um, you know, for you as a person, does that make you feel pretty good? Uh, you know, you get to influence these little kids like that. Yeah, it means that what I'm doing is successful and it's working and it's hitting a certain audience that, you know, um, for that crowd, that's that's what it is. Like we, the chaotic runs a fairly family friendly show, you know. So if if we're running a family show and the kids are what is drawn to mortar that character, well then so be it. Like that's that's that works. Like that's totally okay. Yeah, and I feel like you you hear a lot of people say. Um, you know, like, like getting connection with that younger audience is, is a key. And I do agree with you. Like I, I always, you know, I'm, I'm an older chaotic fan. So I'm always like, Oh, I want to see them get a little grittier, but I understand, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's some portion of wrestling that's for everybody. And especially something for the kids. Cause you know, I was a kid, I saw people like Tista and the Undertaker. I was just like, I love this shit. So, um, you know, I'm sure if I was a kid and I saw you in the ring, I'd be like, I fucking love that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, it does get, we do try to keep it PG as much as possible. Um, every now and again, somebody swears and it is what it is, but it's one of those things like you can run a very entertaining show and not have any swears on it, you know, not have any blood, not have, uh, you know, every match has to be a, Hey, I'm going to beat the shit out of you till you bleed match. You know, like it, it's, we, we run a very family friendly show. That's very entertaining um and it's for everybody it's not just for you know the kids or anything like that it's it's for the kids it's for the parents it's it's for the boys that want to go out and and watch a wrestling show like it, it's for everybody yeah i think our last guest said it well um there's enough space in the zoo for for everyone or there's an i, I just completely botched that it's something along the lines of you know there's an animal in the zoo for everybody or something like that um, and I feel like that's a great adage for wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. There truly is something out there for everybody. 2023 is uh, almost upon us just in a few more weeks. What's the year looking like for uh, the new England champ? It's weird. Cause like, I don't really uh, pay too much attention to bookings as much. Um, it's, I kind of just 
play it as the month goes on, you know. Um, I do have a lot of dates filled for the most part. Um, most of them are chaotic dates. Uh, but I do want to... I do want to get out there a little more, explore a little more, you know, um, see what else is out there for me. Do you have any uh, like big goals for, for mortar? Is there something that, you know, you're hoping maybe if it's like a new merch or, or anything, maybe with your look, your entrance. I definitely want to evolve the character at some point. Um, I feel like mortar is at a point now where it's, it's good where he's at, but, at some point there needs to be something else. There needs to be a different version of mortar, whether it's, it's uh, more face paint, less face paint, different gear, uh, different merge, different attitude, kind of um, maybe a, a tagline with it, just something, you know, and obviously it's going to come with time. And once I kind of figure out where, I want the character to go and where I want to take it, like then that's where we'll go with it. Hell yeah. I love that. I, I'm all for growth and development. And I know in wrestling, that's pretty important. And, you know, in terms of your mind for the business and your character and understanding all that, it seems like you got that down pat for sure. So this is the last question of the night. It's a potential two-parter and it's a question that we asked all our guests. It's a little cliche again, but it's one that we always like hearing because unless you answer a certain person, uh, you're going to give us a great answer. So we like to ask what your dream match is. It can be any wrestler from any time, and it can be any sort of match. It can be any place, uh, you know, any stipulation. It's your dream. We don't tell you how to live it. Mm. Uh, dream opponent and Shawn Michaels all the way. No question about it. Just, Shawn Michaels all the way. Um, arena, I would say, I would say my hometown, my, my hometown here in Lowell, we have a small arena because then all my family and friends could travel easily. But I don't know, man, no 80,000 fan arenas. Those are, those are a little better than that, you know? Uh, so probably like an arena, just a, a, it doesn't matter which one. Um, and match-wise, hmm, I'd want to beat the shit out of him. So probably first blood. I like a first blood. You know, they, I know we were just talking about how, you know, we got to keep it a little bit reserved, but I feel like you don't see enough first blood matches anymore. No. For, for probably good reason, but... I did like that gimmick as a kid, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I, I also have to ask this, and this isn't meant as a roast, but do they teach that like Shawn Michael matches are like the best at New England Pro Wrestling Academy? Because I feel like for every NEPA person we've had, they've said Shawn Michaels as their dream match. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, we usually, so it, it really just depends on what we're in a mood for. I feel like, like we don't, we don't ever say like, we don't ever go into class and say, like, hey, today's a Shawn Michaels day. Like, because it's just not, it's not the way that anybody should run a class or something like that. Um, but our trainers, they always say like, hey, like look up 
uh, look up Owen Hart matches or look up Bret Hart matches or Shawn Michael matches or like, you know, uh, a Stone Cold match or, or a Ric Flair match. So it's very open to us, like what we what we want to watch and what we want to study on and what we want to look up. Um, but I do know that we all, we all love Shawn Michaels. We all came from that generation of the tail end of his career where he was on top. So it's like to all of us, it's like, uh, that was the guy growing up. And fair enough. Like I said, it's your dream. Uh, Shawn Michaels is the pretty common answer around here. I think we've gotten him more often than any other, any other wrestler, but you did qualify for the second part of this question. So it's the same exact question, but you can only choose from active wrestlers, whether they're assigned to a company still on the Indies, maybe it's somebody you haven't gotten to scrap with that you want to, um, Mm. same choice, match area arena, your choice. Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Does it have to be indie wrestler or like? Nope, somebody- they can be signed to WWE, AEW, or they could be somebody maybe within New England that you haven't got to scrap with. Seth Rollins. Okay, I like Seth For Rollins. Sure. He he is so good, and just like he can work a crowd and and just make everything look so clean and stuff like that. Seth Rollins for sure. Yeah, that's a great choice. I mean. Also, I mean, I if I was in the ring, well, not that I wrestled, but if I was in the ring, I just hear uh, his all the crowd singing this song. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd get flustered, but it would be a cool moment to get to wrestle a guy like that, who I think is a well, not I don't think I know he's a future Hall of Famer. Definitely, definitely for sure. Yeah, we were at Survivor Series, and I think that that was the loudest the place got all night was for Seth Rollins' entrance, and I was a good reason for that, too. I know Juice and I, we were the reason. We were screaming. like We were carrying our sections singing the song, for sure. <laughs> it's catchy, you know? It is, and that's that's wrestling, too. If you get that one thing that the crowd can chant or sing along to, you're going to be pretty locked in. Not that he really needed any more pedigree to him, but they, that just proves the architect. He's, he's good at what he does. Absolutely. All right, Mortar. Well, as we come to the end, you know, we want to say thank you so much. And we also want to give you a few minutes here to plug and promote anything you have going on, be it social medias. I know we just talked about a few of the appearances you have coming up. Uh, but, you know, if there's anything in the more recent future that you want to talk about, um, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you guys said earlier, I got chaotic coming up next week. I very I wanted wanted down the bookings uh, towards the end of the year just because it's the holiday season. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Facebook. I have a mortar profile on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am mortar. Um, follow me on Twitter at underscore I am mortar twenty eight underscore. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. You can't miss it. I'm holding a title on the face on the profile picture and my face is painted. I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one at this point in wrestling that's doing this. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on all of those social media platforms and uh, pay attention and see where I'm popping up next because sometimes you never know. That is true. You do never know. Well, Mortar, again, thank you, brother, so much for your time. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have a good night. 
We are back. It's just Bill and Juice back again to outro the show, to conclude our episode. And Mortar, thank you for coming on. Um, I always love having chaotic guys and having another chaotic champ. It was a great honor. I uh, love watching chaotic. Can't wait to see his match against Becca. Um, I've been more interested in watching Becca matches recently ever since she became the international pop star. And I think, uh, I think they'll kill it. I think it's a really interesting clash of styles. Can't wait for that match. And um, yeah, that's that. Yeah. I and mean, I hope you guys know a lot more about mortar now. I, like I said, super cool dude. Love getting the chance to talk with him, talk some shop with him. You know, he's been all over the country, all over the world. He made his debut in Canada. He said it was his first time wrestling out of the States, which I think is really cool. Uh, I think that he is a guy that has a lot more coming up for him. And although that he did answer Shawn Michaels, which is the typical answer around here for the dream match, we do not take anything away from him for that. Because like I said, it's his dream. He can live it however he wants to. Who yeah, am I? We are getting more and more Seth Rollins recently too, which I have no issue that with we are. at all, but it is becoming more of a trend. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. He's just on a roll and wrestlers and fans alike, everyone is seeing that Seth Rollins is it. And Mortar is definitely up and coming on the indie scene, uh, getting on a GCW show that we talked about. That's huge. Uh, getting his first international show is awesome. Hopefully we'll see him. Uh, across the pond we call the atlantic soon he'll be wrestling in europe soon and hopefully he'll get to wrestle in the west coast and i feel like he could have a lot of great matches and even promotions i know out there like pride style and uh future fsw in vegas and i know fsw plans on coming uh the east coast soon so oh we might have to, we might have to find our way down there then yeah, well, I know, I know they were like asking fans where they wanted to travel, and a lot of people are answering mass. And um, I do know that they do um some stuff with promotions based in New York, New Jersey. So maybe I know they have been in contact with Russell Pro before. There's guys in Chaotic that have been to FSW or have to talk to those guys. So that'd be cool if there was like an inter-promotional thing, like um, between like Beyond and FSW or Chaotic and FSW or. Whatever. Uh, what are the promotions? I know FSW's always open the relationships, especially they, they like to be close to as many promotions as possible. And Mortar and um Mortar and FSW is a lot of dream matches for me that I'd like to see him face. Well, if you would like to see Mortar or any of the other chaotic talent pop up anywhere around the world, you can let us know on social media and juice. Where can the people do that? on twitter put your caps lock on t o t c underscore capital p lowercase o lowercase d on instagram t o t c underscore p o d i don't need to repeat it i could have just said it's the same but i do anyways because why not why not and as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of top of the cage want to thank you all so much for tuning in and if you are listening to us on spotify or apple podcasts and you do not leave us a five-star review that means that you specifically you that person that leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a 
Fact. Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.